0: Him. And I tend to agree with the Vedic texts, which basically say, yeah, you know, if you intend in your mind something nasty to happen to somebody else, it's, it's as good as, it's as good as doing. I mean, it's not, you know, you didn't do the act, but you intended the act. So it's very closely linked, your intention and your, your actual action. So I think it's, it, it may, you have to operate to a very high degree of consciousness and self-awareness to distinguish, um, you know, um, where you draw the line for taking responsibility. This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. 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 Download initiated. Activated. Your quantum journey the transformation begins in three, two,
1: two, 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 one. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Action himself. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life. Love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people. We're forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today does just that. Today in this episode, Smita Josie and I dive in the realm of high frequencies within. We are feeling it today. Discover the secrets to living in the flow where synchronicity, serendipity, and magic abound and where your real self as pure awareness emerges. Uncover the transformative power of staying true to your values and embracing fear, unlocking incredible personal growth. Gain valuable insights on how all the world is a creation and how to experience the high frequencies within. Develop the mental muscle to focus on what propels you forward, disregarding the constraints of others, personal growth, and so much more smita is an award-winning author avid yogi and yoga teacher who also serves as a high performance and transformational coach her amazon bestseller the karma and diamonds trilogy draws inspiration from her own life taking readers on a gripping journey of self-discovery across continents and lifetimes with a 25-year business career working with technology giants and startups she has secured multi-million dollar contracts, including a remarkable one billion dollar deal. Smita, welcome to Life Transformation Radio.
0: Thank you so much, Rob. Great to speak to you.
1: Absolutely. We're talking about flow. Well, you know, sometimes flow doesn't work and uh, uh, apparently technology wasn't working today. It's all amazing. It's just perfect and it's imperfection and it's, it's, it's just funny to me now. I just laugh at everything of whatever's happening. I'm just like, oh, okay. That's the way it's supposed to be.
0: Isn't that just the thing? You know, we take ourselves so seriously and it completely kills joy, right? Completely kills joy and kills flow. We don't want to take ourselves too seriously.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, life is so short and so precious and people do. They just want to find ways to get upset or, or just be in drama and Yuck.
0: <laughs> you know, I, this is the thing. I, I come from, I, I, I've been raised on Bollywood. If ever you watched a Bollywood movie, it doesn't matter which one, just take one, any one, okay? You will find it is just nothing from start to finish. It is melodrama. Drama and melodrama. And there was a point in my life when I realized in my 20s that actually I was addicted to drama and, you know, when I got that, it was like a big Eureka moment. I really realized that I was living my life as if I was inside a Bollywood movie. And I think often we do without realizing it because we are so fed on all types of media and movies and sort of so, so how life should be. And so um, once I got that, actually, I'm not interested in living my life in drama, what would happen if I stepped outside of that? Yeah. That's when magic really started to happen.
1: Yeah, I have a really good friend, and um, she was watching Grey's Anatomy in the middle of the night. She couldn't sleep, and she's watching Grey's Anatomy. And I happened to be up, and I was talking to her, and uh, I'm like, you know, I don't know if it's a good idea to watch something of that magnitude, of that hurt. I mean, I... Mike's wife used to watch Grey's Anatomy, and it's so intense and so, like, I watched it one time, and I'm just like, it was about a kid, and I just lost it. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch it, and I, I think that at some point when you're watching that, especially at night, um, it just really must percolate inside your subconscious mind.
0: I absolutely agree. I think I stopped watching TV, actually. It's very rare for me to, I, I hardly ever watch any television. What I do watch are more programs where I learn something like on YouTube or I'm mostly watching YouTube nowadays. Occasionally on Netflix or somewhere, Amazon Prime or something, you get some some really nice, like a well-made storyline, you know, which fits together and you can learn something. You can actually enjoy the story. You can actually, I don't know, you get it, you get entertainment as well. I, I just stopped having that need to feed myself on entertainment from outside because there's just so, it, and especially at night, which as you say, you know, that's a precious time. That's when we're feeding our subconscious. Absolutely. Why would we want to put so much negativity in there? So that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, no wonder we feel exhausted.
1: Well, I also think that we're training our subconscious mind for more drama and upset. I believe that we're bringing that in. You know, I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I love movies. I love comedy. I love to laugh. I like to watch really funny shows on TV. Right. I love to laugh. Now... I have been watching a, a show on TV. It's called uh, Catch a Smuggler. It's on National Geographic. And the reason I like it is and it's not really intense drama. As a, as a film producer, the way that they do it is so good. Mm. Like I love it. And I've discovered why I keep looking at it because one, it's original score, which is incredible. I'm an audio engineer. The sound design is incredible. Um The fact that they have camera crews immerse themselves in pretty um, sometimes scary um, and dangerous situations because they're going after smugglers you know from the drug cartels, and anything can happen is is remarkable to me um, you know i I, I produce really high end podcasts uh, theater of the Mind and story and for enterprise and it's really inspired me on how to create because of the way that they do the sound design. Mm. Uh, not a typical show that I watch, but I do like documentaries. I think that documentaries tend to stimulate your mind and, and get you thinking. I don't understand how, and not just my friend, because she's going to listen to this, but <laughs> people can, can a, be engulfed in drama, especially at night, especially before they're going to go to bed.
0: Mm. I I think this is part and parcel of um you know this part and parcel of what gives the life the, the world that we're we're living in right now is you know, people want to enact people subconsciously enact. Um, what what they're absorbing and they don't realize it. Often it's very unconscious. So I think um, what you're talking about is when you're watching something, you get you get hooked by the mastery of the maker. You know that mm. to me that really stimulates me. I think I think that's that's inspiring because somebody is creating something they're giving something of their own skills and they have spent years developing it and and a perspective that you may not otherwise see or you yourself may not have if they didn't bring you know those various elements and those various individuals together so i think that absolutely there, there, there is there is good stuff i'm not saying it's all rubbish absolutely but, but <laughs> the you
1: know it, it just has to do with you know karma and how we bring stuff into our life and karma is fascinating to me so you know let's let's talk about karma people look at karma in a very simple way if you do something bad something bad's going to happen to you and that's not the way it is so set us straight
0: so the theory of karma was first found in a um in a text uh, so it was it was very very it was way back and um what happens is in that particular text um the author Yashna uh, he says, he's first talking about karma that we've ever heard of. So no, no one has ever talked about karma in the way that he talks about it. And what he means by karma is, what he says is that, you know, as you think, so you are. As you act, so you reap and so on and so on. Then he goes on to explain that man, karma, the theory of karma was actually designed to make people conscious of the fact that they have consciousness and therefore they create their own destiny. So karma was very, very much uh, an explanation of how you can, how you create your destiny. And then he links it to your thoughts, to what you do, to how you act in the world, and that everything that you do then therefore manifests itself. Um, according to what, what you think and what you do. And that was a simple theory. So what he says is because you're conscious, man is the only, human beings are the only um, beings on the planet that have that degree of conscious awareness. And therefore, if they become aware that this is who they are, then they can create a destiny for themselves as they choose. That was what karma was was designed to do um, in the Aranyak um, uh, text and Brihad text when we originally saw it. So um, over the years, the different uh, groups of people, Buddhists and Jains and others have gone on to, to give their own interpretations of karma. Now, in the West, what's happened is karma, every time you talk about karma, it's immediately associated with something ne- something loaded that, you know, the concept of original sin comes in, karma gets associated with sin and all kinds of stuff. So it's contaminated. But that is not what karma is about. I wrote a very long, that you could say is a PhD thesis almost. You can find it on my website, and it is really a very deep dive into how the word karma came into our existence, in, into being. And and quite simply, karma is what you create your destiny with. So as you think, so you reap. As as you as you act, so you sow, and so on and so on. So as, as you as you think, so you you do, and uh, as you do, so you reap. So you know it's really that simple, and yet. Um when we, when we give it a lot of other meaning, then we lose what the potential uh, of, a, of of the original meaning is.
1: Well, a lot of people use it as a weapon. Like, oh man, you know, karma. You know, you, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Karma's a bitch. Yeah, yeah karma will get back at you. And, and, and in a sense, it's probably there's something to it that, so so here's the interesting thing, Rob. You know, Buddha said how Buddha differentiated karma was by saying, so the Jains, the Jains of people, Jains are a group of people who say that it doesn't matter whether you um harm something intentionally or unintentionally, you are creating karma for yourself as you do that. So you are going to get some reaction of harming something else a living being right whether that's an that's an insect or, or or a person or whatever okay whereas Buddha distinguished it more closely to the Vedic texts and he said that actually karma begins in the mind it's very much down to your intention yeah. so it comes down to what you intend in your mind now you can do X but you intended why the result starts in your mind? So I find that really fascinating to actually see what what would make, what would truly make me, what would truly make the difference. So you know I tend to agree with him, and I tend to agree with the Vedic texts, which basically say, yeah, you know, if you intend in your mind something nasty to happen to somebody else, it's it's as good as it's as good as doing. I mean, it's not you know you didn't do the act, but you intended the act. So it's very closely linked, your intention and, and your, your actual action. So I think it's, it, it may, you have to operate to a very high degree of consciousness and self-awareness to distinguish, um, you know, um, where you draw the line for taking responsibility for yourself, for your thoughts and for your actions.
1: Well, you know, like you said, when, you know. Ah, uh, uh, watch out! Karma's a bitch, and you're pointing to someone and like, oh, they did something. Karma's a bitch, and then you're wishing harm to them. Oh man, you just you just got a dose of karma yourself.
0: That's the thing, you know. One thing leads to another. I believe radio. that. So
1: I had a guy on a long time ago on on Life Transformation Radio, and he his whole life has been about karma. We started talking about that, and I'm like, oh man, we started talking about the intention. And I remember that. And I'm just like, I hear people go, oh, yeah, karma's a bitch. And I know exactly what they're thinking. They're like, oh, they're going to get, their life is going to get really screwed up. They're going to get a slap from the universe. And I'm thinking, you're going to get a slap from the universe. You better be really careful what you're saying because yeah. it's your thoughts. It's not what's coming out of your mind. It's not what's coming out of your mouth. It's what your thoughts
0: Exactly. So I think, you know, uh, when we're talking about karma and, and, you know, in karma and diamonds, I actually looked even deeper than that. So my journey of looking at my relationship with certain individuals in my life, certain patterns in my life, repetitive patterns in my life, that's what really took me on my, my, my journey of self-discovery and, um, uh, and particularly my relationship with my mom, um, who who was very ill when I was young, and so there were there was a massive amount of fallout from that uh, in my own life, in her life, of course, and other people's lives, but in my own life, and um, you know, I really wanted to understand what is what is the purpose of that relationship? What why did it come about the way that it came about? And I I tell you the question, the answers were not out there, so I really needed to find a way of tuning in. To my higher self, tuning into that part of me beyond my identity, beyond what I know, beyond the mind. And to ask questions um, and be and, and train myself to, to quiet my mind well enough to receive the answers. And oh my God, the Carmen the, the Diamonds Trilogy is really the journey of how nonlinear the voice, the higher self voice, the voice of Atman, as it's called in, in Sanskrit. Um, how it can take you way outside of what you think you're getting into. And I have ended up actually accessing memories from lives before this one, which, and many lives before this one, you know, which were intertwined. There was a story unraveling. And the idea of all of this is that, you know, you, if you imagine, uh, and, and, you know, I, I appreciate that different, Religions and different groups of people, um, look at life in different ways. Some people say you die and that's the end of it. And I didn't really set out with, with a point of view on this when I was a younger person. I literally was just exploring and my exploration took me into memories, which were before this lifetime and the, the Indian. Texts have always said that we are a continuum. You know, this, the 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 consci- consciousness that we are is right. a continuum, and a, sec- a subset of that lands in the human body, and we then we then have th- the life that we know ourselves to be having right now. But in fact, when you die, you then you know merge back into that that continuum. So you you as the being aspect of the human, you don't die. You continue on. That is what's eternal. And, and there are certain memories that we take with us, which either whether it's because they were traumatic, uh, whether it's because there were unresolved, deep, un- unresolved issues, or because there were repetitive patterns working through more than one, one place and time and body. Uh, that you might know yourself as. So sometimes we say, "Why do things happen to us? Why do good things, bad things happen to good people?" And sometimes it, it could. I would like people to consider the possibility. Well, it could well be that you're continuing a pattern from some other time. For example, when you're being when you're when you find yourself continually being used as a scapegoat, or as a you know people want to victimize you in some way or whatever. Um, and, and you think, but gosh, I am anything but a victim. Why is this continually <laughs> happening? Why do I have to keep? And sometimes it is because you do need to really find a, uh, a, break the vicious circle, vicious cycle and step outside of that by realizing that you are more than, you know, just the body that you know yourself to be and you need to find right. something in yourself. That's the sole lesson, as it were.
1: So you talk about staying true to your values and embracing fear, which I'm all about with my book, The Law of Action. It's all about really overcoming fear and, and living a life of massive inspired action. You know, fear tends to really knock us down. So when you say true to your values, when you hear that, that can be a very homogenous way of saying, you know, be good. I don't think that's what you mean.
0: Hmm. No, uh, I, you're right. I, what I'm talking about, I think, you know, when we, um, when we get into that depth of, uh, exploration of who am I and, you know, what's important to me, why am I here? What, what would really fulfill me? When you start asking questions like that, then you then start to peel away at the layers of what is important to you, you know? So that could be a whole, a very different from, for, for you as it is for me, and um, it's really important for each and every one of us to go go on that journey. And so, for some people, you know, they think that family is important. They think having relationships inside a family is important. But actually, when you go a little bit deeper, it could just be that it's a fear that's keeping you codependent on, on on each other where, you know, relationships may not necessarily be fulfilling, but you stay together anyway because uh, you're scared of, of uh, you know, there's fear outside what's known. But for example- I love that. To- I
1: love that. You know, I I think that so many people blows my mind. I know people that are in abusive friendships just friendships. And they put up with so much crap from these people. And I go, why? Oh, we've been friends since second grade. Okay, so, you know, it's my brother. Okay, so it it it, it boggles my mind the abuse that people take, even if it's your mother or your father, and you allow them. To still be in your life. You know, I, I tell my daughter this all the time. Is this perth- person worthy of being in your life? Only allow people in your life that are worthy of being in your life, that fulfill it, that add to it, that embrace you and love you and, you know, want good for you. You know, there's the the dark shadow people that just destroy people you know i i will go back to my show uh, to catch a smuggler i there was this one and this boyfriend got his girlfriend to carry over you know million dollars worth of drugs and it's the second time she got caught wow. and she still did it again and she's mm-hmm. going to jail for like many years mm-hmm. and they were talking about it. she goes ah, he's my boyfriend and blah 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 i'm like Wow! Yeah. It hurts and my that, heart. It hurts yeah. my heart when I hear people that are still in relationship with people that are just toxic.
0: Yeah, and and that's this is the shame in in the the language that we're using today. You know, we we tend to use the word toxic so much, and um, for me, when I hear that word, I I, I kind of you know I, I I curl inside of myself because you know, fundamentally when I, when I think you're right, there, are, there are toxic relationships and behaviors for sure. And we need to be aware of, of how they're impacting and, you know, how they are taking away our potential uh, to be, yeah. to be, you know, all of what we can be, but there are people out there who haven't yet, um, who haven't had the privilege or perhaps, uh, who haven't really been able to to get to that point of getting the value for self. You know, I think we're talking about values. The first thing that we need to get the value of is how valuable I am or you are you yourself have to get that for yourself because when you don't get that then any anyone can do anything to you and say anything to you and then then they can bully you or they try to abuse you or they do abuse you and you don't even know that it's happening and right. this is this is coming from deep trauma and people are so where well, there are so many of us that are so traumatized and we don't even know that we are traumatized and that our reaction to who we are choosing for ourselves in our lives and what we're allowing people to do to us is merely a um, trauma response. It's just trauma. And we're playing it out between ourselves and we don't know it.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it, you know, go a little deeper in that it's relationship um, trauma from even past generations. Like it's mm. generational trauma. That a lot of people experience.
0: This is so true, isn't it? And this is where we have to break that. I mean, I, I hear that term uh, "generational curses" and so on. I'm not sure about the curse. I do believe. I'm you. not saying
1: no. I'm not saying. I'm not going to say. No, cursed, I'm
0: not but, saying you are. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate. I, I'm just saying that there is that generational theme that is definitely playing out. And the more self-aware you become, the more conscious you become. The more you, it's incumbent upon you to then break that um, you know, that, that loop so that something new can become possible because we've said, oh, but we've always done it like this, but this is how it is. This is our tradition, right. this is whatever it is. And when you step outside of that, you know, the reason why people don't want to step outside of that is because, um, it takes a huge amount of courage and it takes right. also, the, you know, you need to be prepared to be opposed and for people to, to not like it, to isolate you, all these things can you know happen and uh, people don't want to take that on.
1: Yeah, I've seen that in religions and uh, people that I know that have stood up to their religion and uh, their family is just like, shoo away and let them go, which I just find beyond fascinating and not fascinating in a good way.
0: And have you found that, you know, one of the biggest fears in your journey, I, 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 I'm just wondering that you've come across this, the, the one of the biggest things that uh, people are afraid of is being on their own, like standing alone in the world.
1: That's something that I've, you know, I've done a lot of work on myself and uh, I'm good in that respect. And people have talked about that for so long. And I will tell you when you can be your own person and on your own. it um, sense you get a lot of freedom. You know, uh, I'm I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I'm, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a grown I'm a grown ass man, as they say. And I've been through a lot, and I've learned a lot. And you know, I love the people in my life. Um, if they choose to not be in my life. I'd be incredibly hurt, sad, and really just devastated. And I can survive. Well, I, you
0: probably do better than survive. I think you probably find a lot of solace in in solitude. And you know, you uh,
1: you know, it's it's interesting hate. to yeah, it's interesting to say that you know, you want people in your life that want to be in your life. If they don't want to be in your life, then you can pretty much let them go. It's really easy.
0: Exactly. It's
1: an, it's it's hard that it's easy. Um, People tend to think, um, and I've been this way for a long time, is that I don't care. No, if you don't want to be in my life, I'm going to bless you and let you not be in my life. I want you to be happy, and if I'm making you not happy, then I'll let you go. An interesting. It's an interesting way to look at things, and it's not a conscious thing. It's just kind of the way that I am. And um, it. A lot of people think from that, that you don't care. But I know a lot of people that are that way. Look, if you don't want to be in my life, don't be in my life. It's, you know, it's a lot of people that have done a lot of deep spiritual work too.
0: Hmm, hmm. Sometimes we use uh, the spiritual work that we do. I think, you know, I've seen it many times. Uh, we've come a little bit like smart rats. And we use it against other people. <laughs> it, do you know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's that um, uh, the more work you do on yourself, the more tools you have with which to hit people over the head with. It's like you haven't done this, or this is the issue, or you know you need to work on this area or whatever. But but I think at the end of the day, what really matters and, and the values what we're talking about, um, you if you get, you are really clear about your top three or five values, then you get. You, it's very easy. It's really easy to know who is in and who is yeah. not in, and 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 you become a powerful magnet for other people who will find you that match your your, your values, etc. You know, and then you can have that. Then, then you actually have relationships which work. Now that doesn't mean to say you'll have like a hundred people like that. Maybe it'll be five or ten that are really valuable to you. And they value you, um, and that's good enough.
1: yeah, I think um, I feel incredibly blessed that I have a a tribe of people, um, and we're all very um, closely connected and you know they call it it's the it's your family, it's the friends that you you pick as family and it's interesting how friends can be so um, much more ingrained in your life than actual family and um, they're your ride or dies. They're the ones that'll, you know, they're there. They're there for you. Always. It will drop whatever it is, you know. And um, it's, it's really important to have people around you that honor and um, are worthy of being in your life.
0: I even and like to go. And so yeah, you need to be worthy, yeah, of being worthy
1: of being in their life as well.
0: Exactly. I like the word cherish a lot, value and cherish you. You know, there are people. I mean that that is a very high, you know, that's a very high ask. I appreciate that, but I, and and not everybody has to be in that place. I think simply, you know, respect, value, appreciate you. I think that's good enough. That's already very very good. But uh, uh, one or two people who value and cherish you, I mean, God, it makes life amazing, you know?
1: And beyond, it, it's incredible. And to think that I have a handful of people like that is, is, yes, feel very blessed, very humbled. It's yeah. very, uh, it's very moving at times to think, you know, wow, look, look who I have in my life. And then, you know, you want to show up for them the same way.
0: Support. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and, in, in, you know, un- unlocking imp- incredible personal growth, as we mentioned earlier, is is so important. And I think there's going to be people out there that are listening to this and they're just on their spiritual journey and just starting to open up. And, you know, that's okay because you're going to hear it over and over and over again. The fact you're listening today to uh, Smita and I um, is the beginning of your journey. Or it's just like the 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 sort of start of your journey. You're already there because you're here. And, you know, as, as you open up your spiritual sense, things will appear in front of you, whether it's um, people, whether it's podcasts, whether it's uh, books, or you hear conversations at a restaurant, you overhear stuff. You're like, oh. And the universe is is pretty magical in that, it will reveal itself to you when you're ready for it to be revealed.
0: Totally serendipity and synchronicity starts to and the flow starts to come into the picture. And again, yeah. this is because what one of the one of the reasons is because the value uh, one of your values has now surfaced, which is personal, some form of personal transformation or some form of personal discovery, self discovery. And um, my my particular uh, you know uh, journey has very much been around the question: What if I stop suffering? What if I just let go of this idea that you know suffering has to be in the picture? What would my life look like? How gorgeous can I stand my life? You know, and it really becomes um, it, it's incredible what starts to come to the surface, to flush out, to confront, to heal. Um, in order that that becomes possible, and you've got to stay with it because it, it does get dark at times, and there are times which are very, you know, confronting, and it does. It's not rosy. It's not a rosy journey, and sometimes there there are sort of places where you might, you know, nooks and crannies, you know, that you get stuck in, and you think it's never going to change, but it will. It's just a tunnel, and you're moving through it. It's just choosing. You know, I, I was in Hawaii um, several times. They featured my books. I actually walked into a lava tunnel. Uh, and it, it wasn't a live, obviously, lava tunnel. It was an extinct one. And they allowed I us to- I was pretty
1: impressed. I was like, wow, I know what a lava tunnel is. And if you walked into that, <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Like that's- <laughs> That's like Marvel comics kind of stuff, you know? But, <laughs> but
0: you know something? Uh, you never know with lava tunnels. You never know. Right. If they never say know. it's extinct, but the, but the volcano is not extinct. However, right. I did go into the lava tunnel and I went into the darkness. There was absolutely no light and there was nothing. And people had little lights so or they brought their own thing and they were only allowed to go so far. But I actually went a lot deeper and it got very dark and I couldn't see anything. My higher self says to me, stay there find your own light turn on your light you are the light and i literally literally st- the, the the path in front of me started to appear where i could see pieces you know where, where i had to go next and i and i was able to see so my eyes obviously adjusted in, into the darkness and so on and and that's what it's like when we're no that's really a very good metaphor for me in terms of the going through the journey of personal transformation or discovery where you do have to find deep within yourself, the stuff that you think you don't have and go and that. come out the other side.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's really powerful in that, you know, I love that metaphor of you being in a lava tunnel and then, you know, even with your eyes closed and the and then you could see, it's kind of like, it's weird. Like, you know, when you drop something under the chair or the table and you're reaching for it, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one in the world that does this, but I close my eyes and then it's like, I can see with my fingers what I'm doing. Like if I'm doing something that I have to be really with my hands or my fingers and it's far away and I'm reaching down, um, I close my eyes and I can like, oh, there it is. Okay, my fingers see it. It's very powerful. Yeah. How your mind can see
0: through your senses, not just through your
1: eyes. Yeah, through your senses. Yeah,
0: and there's something about the third eye there as well. You know, something about intuition, something about really connecting, allowing that to 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 start to become a feature in your life, you know, really sharp intuition, listening to that, go here, go there. I mean, my books are full of that kind of stuff. That's what the Carmen and Diamonds trilogy really is, is connecting to that in a voice. And there mm-hmm. are times when I'm literally stuck in a car. And again, in, in Hawaii, it happened when, I think it was Kauai I was in, I'd hired this car and I'd gone down this, I, have you been to, have you ever been to Kauai? Yes. Yes. You You know that it's it's like, it's like a it's not, the, it's not third world, but it's definitely two and a half. There are places in Kauai and, and these islands, which are literally off the beaten track. And you, you can go there. I mean, you can drive into those and without realizing it. And I definitely got stuck in one of those lanes. Like it was a tiny little, and my car was just about big enough. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up there thinking that I, that, that there was a pathway through onto a, a clearing and it wasn't the case. And then I had to get myself out of there and it was starting to get, you know, the, the light was that the sun was starting to set and I really needed to be out of there within minutes. Like literally I only had a short space of time. And again, you know, I, I, I talk about this, so kind of my, 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 uh, inner critic is now very loud telling me what a, what a, so, and so I am, you know, so I, I, yeah. I, you know, I had to sort of battle with that. And in order to that, I could actually listen to the guidance because we didn't have GPS in those days. And so I literally needed to get my, my own GPS, my intuitive GPS on to get me out of there. And I did, and then I found the place where I was supposed to be going to um, before sunset, it was great, but you know, I could equally have just got so scared and got stuck in that place. And again, that's another, for me, that's a very, that's a metaphor again, you know, on our, on our self-discovery journey, sometimes we get scared and we back off or we get yeah. stuck and we never come out of that place. And then we, we abandon the mission, you know?
1: Well, when you embrace your fears, um, magic happens. Exactly. Smita, thank you so much for being here today. I really, really appreciate it. Really just a fun conversation, like really super, super fun. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Likewise. Thank you, Rob. Really appreciate you inviting me on your show.
1: Absolutely. If you want to uh, visit Smita on the World Wide Web, you can visit her at smitajosie.com and the link will be in the show notes. I want to thank you so much for your support and Taking time out of your busy and precious day to listen to Life Transformation Radio. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me, along with my very special guests, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time.
0: This is Life
1: Transformation Radio. Download complete.